That's right, everybody. It's that time of the week again, bitch. It's actually a brand new year in this motherfucker. So, happy new year, kids. And welcome to another edition of Old School, New School Comedy Podcast. And I am your trash-talking host, Christy Miller. And with me this week is somebody I actually just met. He's very funny. I did a show with him at the Stress Factory in New Jersey with Barry Ribs who was on the show a few weeks back, and uh, I really like this guy. He's also one of the creators of AC Jokes in Atlantic City. So I want you all to give it up for Matt Bridgestone. Uh, that's my intro. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Right? I know it. I know it. I knew you'd nail it. They don't realize, like, we've probably conversed for 20 minutes in our entire lives exactly um, <laughs> but the thing real comedians know um is that it, that's all it takes sometimes to just feel like you know somebody you know we know a lot of the same people been through a lot of the same bullshit oh yeah so it's, it's like, a really fucked up industry and when you find a life star with it, you are so no, listen, I, I love it. You exactly. I am a fuck cup of coffee. So oh let me finish. God. Let me finish, darling. No, because it's such a fucked up industry. When we find other people in it that are going through all the crazy ups and downs, it's like an automatic bonding, especially coming from the comedy store where I grew up back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Like, it's like we even with each other amongst the clubs in LA. We're like, oh, you're a store comic? Oh, automatic bond. 20,000 years, we feel like you've known each other. It is. It's it's any any industry where there's uh, more supply than demand, you're going to have, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have your, your, your dirty underbelly, you know? Oh, yeah. As good as any of us are. You know, yep. do something wrong, they sweep us out the back door and, and oh, yeah. next the uh, starling with the stars in their eyes, you know? Yeah, but, the next one that'll do their dirty work for them. <laughs> no, I think I was immediately attracted to your bitter, angry side. It was just like, I could get with this. <laughs> this is my people's baby. Right, exactly. That's like when I met you, I'm like, oh, he's one of us. Yeah, he's one to come on into the tribe, honey. You're part of our. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know it because I. I like to think of myself as a positive person, but then you just started lumping me in with you and your conversation, and you were like Barry. Barry was sitting there, and you know, Carucci was another you know, grizzled vet, and you're like, yeah, you know, they're grizzled, angry veterans like us, and I was like, I'm in the club, man. I made out a grizzled club. It's an honor. honor. It's a badge of honor. It's an, it's an honor. Yeah. So how long have you been doing stand-up, honey? Uh, I started doing comedy in 1998. 25 years. God bless. Yeah, I thought you know, I would have made it. but uh, <laughs> We all did. <laughs> I took a very different uh, path than, like, you went to the comedy store. At least you had, like, you know, there was a little bit of a blueprint. I more just was like, I hated fighting for like stage time I didn't want to do five minutes so I was like I gotta just try put my own shit together and so that kept me out of like really going the club route I always like you know put my own stuff together this that and 
sort of took the road less traveled, but now it, it's led to, you know, I got shows every day in two spots in Atlantic City. And, um, you know, I just never really went the, the industry way, but shit, I pay my bills doing comedy. I'm, I'm not complaining. That's a win in this game, you know? If you're in the 1%, if, if, if uh, that's, you can live off of it, you know? Dude, it, listen, there is no conventional way anymore. That's gone. Yeah. With, the, with the launching of the internet and with TikTok and Instagram and Facebook over the years, you know, I didn't, you know, you and I, we didn't grow up with this stuff. So we had, we had to take the industry route or find clubs and you took matters into your own hands and you're thinking, oh, I'm losing the battle because I'm not at the clubs fighting for stupid five minute spots that really aren't going to get me anywhere. I'm going to create my own lane. You're winning the war, bro. I mean, the only other way to do it is to give Al Martin rides everywhere, you know, and then you could uh, get blessed, but... Who had the car big enough? Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad the other day. Someone was like, you know, you kind of, like, remind me, like, you're turning into Al Martin. I was like, damn it. No, I like Al. He's a good dude. No, I love Al. I like breaking his balls. Al's a uh, good friend. I love him. Uh, yeah, no, Al's one of the no. funniest. He's so, he's so Al, you know? <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I know. So, so Al, I love him. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything about Al Martin because it makes him who he is, and that's the that's the beauty of it. But mm. uh, maybe he does not. I was gonna say his underwear. I'm, I'm, we can move on. We can move. Hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a dump button on this? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'll put rim shots in. Don't worry. <laughs> Look at these pink heads. I mean, the funniest part is it's filthy, <laughs> and I love it. I told you, I, I played your stuff. I told my friend right. to check you out. Uh -huh. She was like, I love her, but I put it on with my daughter, and I'm like, we had to shut it off. So I was like, oh my God, put that on later. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know what's so funny is I don't give a shit how old or how young children are. There was a gig I did coming out of COVID in like 2021. Yeah. Me and Mark Riccadonna co headlined, and it was a Christine Berg room in Forest Hill. She booked us. So we split it. We each did half hour. Mark was closing. I was the, I went on first and the owner of the venue had all his friends there and their families and it's nice and it's packed. I let these little kids have it. Oh, yeah. I destroyed and I almost got a standing O from that family. I got hugs. The owner's like, please come back and headline. Oh my God, you're so funny. I was roasting these kids. I don't give a oh, shit. I'm like, nice. anything I say, you're not going to find anything softer on the internet. These kids, these kids are smart now. They got access. They're smart. That's true. My daughter's been saying fruck. She throws the R in just to kind of get away with it. I'm like, what are you doing? That's too close, you know? But <laughs> don't She's say smart. <laughs> smart. I'm like, stop saying, she's like, it's one letter away from a bad word. I'm like, don't do that either. But then I was coaching her baseball team and I was trying to teach the kid about bunts. And I'm like, that's one letter away from a bad word also. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How you, you fucking oh, butt. boy. Yeah, you fucking butt. <laughs> oh no, what I was thinking, I was like. That's I the name of the team. That's the name of the kid's softball team, the fucking bunts. <laughs> I was like, I said, People, I'm like, you know, I was listening to Andrew Dice Clay when I was like nine, ten years old, and and I and I was like, and I turned out, and I was like, 
wait a minute, I'm a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I might have to do prior albums and, yeah, you know, I, I all this. I that, like, well, you know, I, I can handle it as a kid. No, I'm, I got problems right now. And I don't know <laughs> if it's like, it might have been Dice's fault, you know? Probably. <laughs> I've had relationship issues. You don't think that has anything to do with being nine years old? You're like, if you're fucking up from behind, come on and say <laughs> yeah, like it totally fucked me up. It totally fucked me up. Uh, hold on, we're gonna pause for one second right. because I don't pay for Zoom and we gotta reconnect. I, yeah, so tell me I have like only a few minutes or I have to love pay. It. So I'm gonna reconnect and then we'll have 40 and then we'll be good. So Jewish, I love it. I know. Well, I'm not home. Why should I pay for shit? And I'm <laughs> Irish Catholic and I'm very Jewy. <laughs> so. A lot's been going on in comedy this week. <laughs> I gotta say this. Before yeah. you get into anything else, uh, my respect okay. level for you just went through the roof. Because what the audience might not realize is we just had to take a forced break because you didn't want to pay for this. <laughs> I'm like, this is my girl. Right here. Like, mad respect. So we just had to sit here for seven minutes, like, in a ball. <laughs> Who pays for Zoom anymore? Fuck off. Seriously, yeah, nah. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like paying for porn. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, up. Hello. <laughs> but it's like, for those of you who don't know, like, right now in New York City, there's a big storm and it's, it's no fun outside. It's nothing deadly or brutal, but upstate's getting all the good snow because, you know, it's white and that's all they like up there. So, um, <laughs> So, but it was messy. It was too messy for Matt to come in from Atlantic City. And so we're doing this virtually, but we'll get it in the studio again. I'm going to go down to this club where we're going to do like a live broadcast from there and do some Love fun it. stuff. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. So, um, Matt, in this week in comedy, and it's been uh, the internet. It's been a week, man. Uh, Cat Williams has broken the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god did you watch the interview i mean my internet always seems to be broken but <laughs> <laughs> i saw about a solid like i think it's two and a half hour interview i definitely saw at least half of it i haven't seen the whole thing yet though yeah but I'm, i've watched I'm about 45 to an hour uh, of it yeah yeah it's amazing Cat is interesting bird because you have something that he has and not a lot of people have it. It's called like have in the mouth. You you could just some people just get away with shit that other people can't. You know, yep. if uh, you know if if another comedian like uh, if Cedric the Entertainer tried to give this kind of interview, his career would be over. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Cat Williams is like. Y'all want to go get tickets right now to go see him. It's he's yeah. got the gift of gab, man. He he really does. He's so easy to listen to, and it, I don't even care if what he's saying is true. True. Yeah. So you don't care. It froze for a second. You don't care if anything he says is true or false. Is that what you said? Uh, I mean, usually <laughs> I I care about that, but if he's so fucking entertaining, it just doesn't even oh, yeah. matter. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, well, see, that's the thing with Cat and like Dave Chappelle, they're not owned by any productions or movie studios or networks the way the rest of them are. They depend on that network money and that 
studio money. They have their own. Like they were able to pull themselves out and fight and keep their own money and have full control. So they're free to say anything. They don't have any consequences the way Cedric has or Steve Harvey or any of these guys that depend on that TV money. See, that's the good part about being me. It, <laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't have the same, I can't lose the contract. I don't have it. So yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I mean, it might, it might, you know, when I get a big break and they go back and they're like, you know, that shit you said on uh, Chrissy's podcast, not let you be on our show. I'm not, you know, maybe I'll kick myself then, but until then, I'm not crazy about Chinese people. No, I'm kidding. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get Shane Gillis. <laughs> and, that, and that one pissed me off because they totally took out of context what he said and made it something it wasn't. And I'm just like laughing and go, that's how shady the internet is. And that's why I thought Shane was a setup. Because if you were to listen to the whole thing, he was making fun of people that do that shit. And they think it's hacky and bullshit that comics do the cheap shot and do that. But he took the wrath for it. A similar thing happened with Roseanne. She was being like mad sarcastic about saying like the Holocaust wasn't real and shit. She was just making a bigger statement about how like the industry is full of shit. And yeah. people did not understand the tongue in cheek nature of it. And they were like, Roseanne's losing it again. And blah, blah. it was like the most on point thing I've ever well, seen her do. And they were just like, she's nuts. It's like, no, you don't understand comedy. That's yeah. what's going on right now. Well, she did go crazy. And then she does one thing. Cause I, 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 I've, I've, you know, been in her presence. I'm sure you seem like you. Yes. And, uh, she's a really cool lady. She's just right now. She's lost it. Like some people couldn't oh, yeah. handle COVID and some people's narcissism went to a whole new level. So, and they you knew Roseanne. Yeah. Knew Roseanne like, was, was walking that, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back, so yeah. when she went, so she, when she went nuts, and now I understood because I can't. She's too fucking crazy for me. She even back then she was a lot. So, see when she did the thing about the Holocaust, I was like, I understand the joke she's trying to pull, but she dug herself such a deep hole. No one's gonna see what she's yeah, doing. They can't it's hear. Too late. It. Yeah, it's it. too late now. And it's like, I knew she was mocking Hollywood and mocking people. I knew, of course, it's not real. Like, like Holly, like everybody's so full of shit. And I knew what she was doing, but she's so far in the hole and keeps digging herself in the hole. That yeah, that makes sense. Get, like, that was the one thing. If she would have said that before all that shit happened, they would have let, oh, that's hilarious. She's calling out people, you know? And, right, right, right. You know, but it's too late for her in that sense because no one's going to listen anymore. And it's sad because she was brilliant back then. But, you know, she got in her own way. And some people just can't handle when they're not relevant anymore that they demand to be relevant because they don't it's a hard fall and she didn't fall but it's a hard fall to go from being the most beloved tv character on national television the most beloved white trash mom in the world <laughs> and everybody loved her like she broke barriers back then and then to go to where nobody your phone doesn't ring anymore nobody's trying to get to you nobody's offering you shit so then it really fucks your head up. That's where a lot of people go crazy because they're so used to being here. And then when they're down here, they go nuts. I've watched it. I've watched I'm, on the top and I've watched them fall. And it's sad. I'm glad. 
head i didn't like hit it big like at our you know i'm just, no. i'm doing good now but like yeah. if i would have if i would have blown up at like 23 oh it would have been a mess yeah i would have been a disaster been... i wasn't ready for it then now yeah. i'm 53 now i'm ready i'm good i've done all the work on myself now it's just the foundations laid the house is built the roof's on now let's decorate this bitch let's pimp it out you know what i mean so like even with my album really yours on itunes spotify amazon music wherever you stream it downloads <laughs> that's my shameless plug um uh what you would call it it was you know i did it unconventionally because i had nothing to lose because i don't have anything so i did it in one take in a club and i wanted that nightclub rawness because each show of mine ends up being different even though the material it's all generally the same sure. it's a different vibe because of the way i incorporate the room into it and and whatever's happening in the room at that moment i'm in it so you work you you, you work without a net you know yes yes i'm mm -hmm. like yeah and uh so i just did it in one take i said if it's great it's gonna be great and if i bomb so be it this is it so i did it all in one take i did an hour and a half that night we cut it to an hour and five like trim the fat but it was a monster night but it has that nightclub rawness that i wanted you know and that was I love it. yeah so i caught you know is it a big hit no because the record label kind of dropped the ball on it but uh, you know because i'm not Chappelle, i'm not cat williams you know i'm not someone that's gonna you know that that's gonna grease their pockets in one second it's you know well, but the good thing you can still get it out there, and yeah. you know, so people can find it, and you know, oh, yeah, you, you hope that people share it. Yeah, it's kind of creamizes the stuff and all that. But you know, I laughed. Oh, thank you. It's it, it was it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I wish. Do you, do you have this? Do you wish your friends shared your clips as much as they share other bullshit with you when it comes to stand up? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I count how my friends like that are not comedians will send me all these clips of comics. And I'm like, I hope you really share my shit too, because we're supposed to be good friends. Like I laugh. It makes me laugh, and it's just the stupid shit I think of. <laughs> it's so dumb. Why would I even say that? Yeah, I don't even know. I'm I'm figuring out that whole game is uh Yeah. Not really my wheelhouse, you know. But to me I'm like I'm excited. I, I filmed a pilot about everything that we're doing down here in AC, and I got some really good people behind it, and uh, we're, we're going to go to pitch and all that. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So I always picture, I, I'm like, I'm just trying to stay true to who I am. Like, not that I, you know, shouldn't be doing more of the online shit, this and that, but like, I just, people made it before TikTok. Like, yeah. there's, there's, there's other ways to do this. Yeah. Like, so I'm just, I'm just going with what I know. Yeah, you, you're doing all the right things, homie. You're creating your own lane and navigating it well. It's not always the conventional, put 18 clips on TikTok and you're going to go viral. doesn't always work. Sure. You know, no. I hate TikTok. TikTok hates me. So I have better luck with Instagram and Facebook, which is hilarious. And maybe it's my age. Maybe it's whatever. Who knows? But, um... I don't think I don't think either one of us does good with like rules, you know. Well, yeah, no. you have yeah. to do it this way. Is it? 
You know? Yeah. No, I'm doing it my way. I did it my way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But you're doing all the right things because in the end, you're going to win the war because you created something. You created a foundation because all that TikTok shit is a fly by night. You ever notice things that go viral? They're disappeared. You forget about them three, four days later. You don't even remember. Well, I mean, you're just hoping that it leads to, you know, people checking out more of your shit and this and that. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm just doing it the only way I know how. Yeah. And that's, and that's the only way you can do it. I mean, you can learn more. You can talk to people. This is a big misconception. People say um, comedians are lazy a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know too many comics that I can, whoops, that I can really <laughs> say. <laughs> Good timing on that. Right. A lot of people say comics don't know what they're doing with the technology. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> or they do that when you're a certain age, you're like this in the camera. Can you hear me? <laughs> Fair enough. But I think they're just like misguided like they don't have you know they'll do what they gotta do but they just don't know what to do you know they know what to do yeah. on stage but off stage is a whole different ballgame like there's people that are so much funnier than so much of the stuff you see out there but they just don't know how to get it out there you were at the comedies yeah so you probably saw people that would blow away some of the top stars in comedy but they just can't like send a fucking email you know yeah, it's it's like I was I always told people like even in the past, you know, I was so focused on writing and performing and perfecting my craft and crushing it on stage. And I, I was at the comedy store every night, you know, punching it out, banging it out, working, hustling in that sense of creating a good product that I lack the marketing skills or the the kiss-assy social skills, the schmoozing stuff. I don't have that. I'm just, you know, and I was raised under Paul Mooney. He's why I moved to New York and I opened for him for many years. So. I got to meet him once at the, yeah. the end there. I got Uh-oh. to meet him once. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Now, when you say banging it out, um, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to make it in comedy. I've heard yeah. some stories about the oh. Cool. Or the- oh, yeah. Oh, and all those stories are true. <laughs> You know what the real shame of? Here's the shame of my career is I put on great shows. I mean, I put on shows with like some top names, you know, a couple hundred people in the crowd, and um, I just haven't had enough people like throw themselves at me for stage time. You know, someone like me, you would think like I, I would just be getting propositioned all the time, but yeah, not so much. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> Mm, it's it's like because I put, I think if I put on dive bar shows that's when you get that you know that's when you get like hey maybe get five minutes on your dingy bar show but when you're actually putting real stuff together people yeah. take it too they, serious they, and, they take it serious and they also yeah. take it as an intimidation factor <laughs> and they also think oh eight million people are bombarding this guy and then then you see some dipshit comic that's terrible getting on these shows I'm like wait a minute. What, what am I doing wrong? What are they doing that they're getting the time because squeaky wheel gets the grease? It's funny you say that because I've had people um, tell me, I mean, guys and girls, uh, that, you know, coming down meeting me, it's like intimidating. And I'm like, 
what? Like to be, yeah, I know who I am. So I'm just like mad. I'm just chill. Like, yeah. but you know, I forget like to, you know, I have like shows in casinos and there's yeah, like 100, 200 people there. Like that means so much to these comics and it means a lot to me too but yeah. it's my shit so i'm like used to it but you know they look at it like this is a big opportunity and like i don't want to fuck it up and this and that and, and my attitude is just like hey let's come down and chill have some fun see how it goes but yeah you know that's not where that's not where their heads at, at all and uh I, I i've learned to appreciate you know the the role that i'm fortunate to be in yeah no it's true like I always laugh when I'm doing something or putting together something, the first people that jump, and this is gonna sound so fucking shady, but the first people that jump are the lowest hanging fruit in the pack. You know what I mean? Like it's always, mm -hmm. like they're the first ones to react or, or message you or hit you up. Hey, I wanna do that. And it's like, and that's how I weed out the garbage. The ones who jump on it instantly, I'm like, no, you suck. You're too thirsty. You're too eager. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eager. I gotta, like, I gotta let this marinate a little bit, you know? Because um, and uh, which you'll have to be a part of. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Donnie from Stand Up New York. He do I wanted to do a, a monthly show of heavy hitters, you know, of us old school, you know, because all the of old school and yes! roadheads, you know. Whoever was has yeah. <laughs> our our road to hi hi girls and uh like I'm perfect. Oh my I god. Can totally, I, I can totally middle that show. <laughs> <laughs> I can guess spot the fuck out of that. <laughs> I can guess spot the fuck out of that. <laughs> I will check spot this bitch. <laughs> oh, that's a better check spot on that show is just uh, I mean hilarious. I I'd give that to maybe like Reverend Bob Levy, who I love. Oh, he's hilarious. He's, he's, he's the perfect grizzled man. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, but I want to do a show of like heavy hitters and like get us all because we've all been pushed out of the, of the, the club scene here by these new jacks. All the clubs have fired all their bookers. The only ones that are still like doing the same bookers is the stand and the seller, obviously. Every place else has purged everything. And got new kids. I think they have their thumb on the pulse of the algorithm comics, you know. And you see all these dipshits on Friday and Saturday shows going. They're like ten minutes. They they don't even have a three minute set. Think, no, stop! So, don't no, don't no, hate let the me player, hate the game. Oh no! But this is what I'm saying. So I want to create a space where we all get us all back in a space like we used to hang out. And then like go to eat afterwards and, and just yeah. fucking hang and create the, our tribe. So Donnie at State Up New York called me. He's like, I heard you want to do a monthly. What's it about? I said, it's about us heavy hitters, about all the road dogs. All of us that have kind of aged out of the process. But bring us back in, have a one night, make it a pass the mic. So like we'll have we could seven. everybody gets 20 minute spots, maybe three or four comics on the show. If Patel walks in and wants to work on something, if he's doing a special or whatever, put him up. Judy Gold comes in. If anybody that's an old school, like that's been in the game and is working on something, hey, I got an album. I'm doing a special. I'm doing this. Come in, do twenty. Yeah. Work Not right. Walks in and go fuck himself. Oh, he's too new school. <laughs> Bye. Hey, why don't you go back to OnlyFans? This is only comics. <laughs> Good night. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have email lists and comment cards and uh, oh, oh yeah. We're gonna but we're gonna mail stuff right to people's houses. Go. 
We're, no, old, we're not even doing that. We're gonna we're go gonna start a Boxspace page and everything. Dude, I'm going door to door, and we're going on <laughs> AOL chats. <laughs> you are not gonna be able to walk into a beauty salon and not see one of our flyers. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to what you were saying about Cat Williams because you also yeah. brought up the the Chappelle thing, and the, the two of them do something that's real interesting is. Just they, their material is not as captivating as just their pacing. Their like the way they say it is is what sucks you in. You know, I mean, I saw I saw Chris Rock at Hard Rock like mm-hmm. four days after the slap, right? And Chris has spoken about this in some interviews. How he was like on the spectrum a little bit, you know. He's not really like that's why I'm wearing these sunglasses. You know, had little eye contact, all that jazz. Oh yeah. Make, I didn't start making eye contact till I was like 35. But um, he, so, so I saw Chris Rock and I saw Dave Chappelle about a couple weeks separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chappelle just will get up there and like you know just wing it and be in the moment making shit up this that whereas chris rock got up there with like a unbelievably sculpted piece of just fucking artwork that was yeah. like every word counted everything like that um and it's like oh there we go <laughs> well sculpted in there man well sculpted people like <laughs> what's uh you know it's like the, the debate of like what's better is so tough because it's like one is hitting you on like a, a visceral you know human just gut level yeah. and one is just like blowing out your mind with uh with the skill and the precision and all that shit so to me i think they're both great because it's who they are nothing is better or worse it's you have to find what your voice and what works for you. Like people like Chappelle or Kat, like me, and we, you know, we can fly by the seat of our pants. We go out there without a safety net. And that's how I write. I'll have an idea in my head of what I want to talk about, like a topic. And I'll just go on stage and just go off on it and see what happens. And then, you know, I record it and I listen to it. I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, I didn't. You know what? That made me think of this. And then I add and I add and that's how I build. I can't write on paper. I can write set lists, which are outlines, but I can't write jokes on paper. Like it's yeah, me neither. too detailed and my, my brain moves too fast. Nah, I can't do that either. Yeah, so. Chappelle's like dropping specials now, like every couple of months. It's different than, you know, like yeah. other stuff. I mean, it used to be like maybe every two, three years, someone yeah. would come out with like some new shit. And it's different because it's not, you need those other styles need like George Carlin would need two, three years to work it all out and get every word right and this and that. Chappelle's not really doing that. He's just kind of like chilling, hanging out and talking yeah. so you can crank him out a little quicker. So it's a little lazier and it's like technique, but he's just such a good, captivating personality. And I think what people don't realize is he did something really interesting happen with him. He put out a special. First, it was only open to critics, and they panned it, like, on Rotten Tomatoes. And then, like, a week later, it was open to the public reviewing it, and it was, like, they like 99% loved it. Yeah. So, it, I think the, there's a big disconnect 
between all this cancel shit, this, that. The truth of the matter is, I live in Atlantic City mostly, and like I see just people from all over the country. Nobody gives a fuck. Everybody's like mostly chill. It's just the few that like scream the louder. They're the ones that like sue and, and make a stink. And that's what makes the news and blah, blah, blah. Most people just want to fucking oh. hang out with their kids, watch a football game, go to a movie, chill, do their job, eat some good food, have some sex and go to bed. Like not everybody's out there like we got to fucking now yell about, you know, what you're doing in bed and who you're banging and, and politics and this and that. Like it's crazy. M most people don't give a shit about all this cancel bullshit. This and no. that. But no, they don't. And it's like people know. ask me, are you afraid of getting canceled for the stuff you do? No, no, because yeah. I travel this country. I, you know, I go into the dregs of this country and everywhere I go, no matter what the crowd is, I can play any crowd. I play gay and trans. I have a big trans phone. They love me because I'm so, I just speak it and I just roast and I go in. They love that because, you know, queens love a good bitch that can read for filth, honey. And, you know, I played black rooms for many years. I love the black rooms. I, they gave me my strength and power. You know, I came up under Mitzi Shore in the comedy store and the OR. I would do late nights, you know, following the big guys, like following Rogan, following Mencia, following Dice, following Eddie Griffin. Well, no one followed Eddie Griffin. He's probably still on stage right now. And the same hey, RuPaul, RuPaul must love you. You got black and trans together, well, like. He's a black, dra old black drag queen, honey. She lives <laughs> your that's my dem I always, that's your audience yeah i always tell people i'm a black drag queen from atlanta trapped in a white woman in new york's body <laughs> i see it i see it yeah i wrote a, i wrote a trans joke this week that i'm pretty proud of i want yeah? to share it i said people are like confused they don't even know the terms this that i go a trans woman is someone who was born a man and then becomes a woman and you might hear them say you know i really feel like genuinely happy now Whereas a biological woman is someone who'll never be happy, no matter what the fuck you do for them. <laughs> like, I like that one. I like uh, that one. That's that cute. I like that good one. Good thing. Yeah. Oh, I love. It's it. amazing when you just know you got one. You know. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. That's a good oh, yeah. feeling when you know. Yeah. And, and you know, we stumbled on one. Yeah, and it's all like you know, it's all about intent behind it too. It's not about the words. It's about the sure. intent. And they yeah. know when it comes from love. And drag queens taught me how to read for filth when I was young. Because I grew up in San Francisco. So, hi, everybody's gay, you know. <laughs> um, which would call, but it's like, they taught me how to have a thick skin. They taught me how to not take shit personally. Like, girl, let it roll off, please. And which helped me becoming a stand-up comic. And then working at the comedy store, you had to have a really thick skin. Because that was like, you know, do or die. And that yeah. was the jazz room in all three clubs in Los Angeles. So, you know, we would just take jabs at each other constantly. And it was just so fun. You must have seen a lot of really talented motherfuckers that just couldn't deal with the yeah. pressure cooker part. You know, they were probably hilarious. They just didn't have the confidence to hang with, you know, people like whatever well you and fucking joey diaz and yeah uncle Bucks. joey oh yeah he's like that's my heart i love uncle joey he's mm -hmm. you know i've known him since he first day he got to the comedy store we're like who is this guy he's fucking electrifying mitzi was in love with him oh he just takes oh, over you don't give a yeah. fuck yeah just so funny but like you know and 
And Chappelle, too. He's a really good dude. I've known him for a long, 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 long time. And it, the best the best shit to me, though, is if something's genuinely hilarious. It's just, oh, fuck. My ex is calling me. Right <laughs> well, oh! <laughs> your mother's on the phone. <laughs> Message your mom and tell her I'm doing a podcast. Get <laughs> over here. That is such a that is such a Brooklyn Italian thing. Hey, ma! This, this wouldn't have happened if we were in studio. Nope, it would not have happened if we Can if you, we were. Right, well, you want to be on the radio? Get over here. This is my daughter. She's the cutest. Um. Come here. Can you tell your mom? Tell your mom I'm doing a podcast and I'll be done in two minutes. Come here. You gotta put your face right there. Put put your face in the camera, beautiful. Say hello. Oh, she's getting her this is she's trying to be funny. <laughs> Ready? She gets her looks from me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she is all like dressed, her mother. All dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Ah. It's a wrestling match, isn't it? <laughs> WWE. <laughs> nice. I applaud it. Mom and tell her uh, podcast and all that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. I wanted to make a point. Uh, you were talking about the store. Good job. So I always love to wrap up the podcast. I know. Wait, I know what. I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just I, thought of what I was. Okay, say it and then we're going to wrap. We're gonna wrap it up. Um, you, you, what? Well, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Give me a minute. Um, blow dryer. A blow dryer. All right, it's really time well, to end this. Yeah, it, at least she said dryer afterwards, not another. The one, one thing you said, you might bring up, is, yeah, right? Is um, something you seen another comic do? Yes. It's like, oh man, I wish you know. I yeah. saw one the other day that was. So okay, well, let me ask the question. Yeah. Let me set it up. Oh, okay, okay. Get ahead of Mr. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I always end the podcast with these two questions and one is because it's fun because it's 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 just fun uh is there something a comic has done that made you go god damn it that's brilliant i wish i had written that so it's happened a bunch um mm -hmm. the of course first the worst is when it happens with a comic that you know sucks is never going <laughs> anywhere but they just like nail this one thing and yeah it's such a waste it's like yeah you pan you know you, you throw enough shit out there eventually something's gonna stick you know just these yep. lifetime open micers that are trash but like just have that one thing where you're just like god damn that's good yep. um but uh, my um, the other day I saw this dude, like a chubby white guy with like a hateable mustache, mm -hmm. and it was like a mixed kind of crowd. You know, the kind of crowd you think that if you make a wrong step, you're kind of beat. And this is the beauty of a great joke because it's just undeniable. Uh -huh. um, he was talking about how like you know the Greatest Generation in the '40s and this and that, how like the country you know was even it was so great. It was like, there was a lot of racism, but you know, now everyone's like with the woke stuff and this and that, but he's like, everyone complains that like the world is falling apart and it's not like it used to be. He's like, don't you think we should just go back to racism? Like it was working, you know, like, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's like, he's like, you think, you think the LGBT community built those railroads? You love the ride? No. Oh, it was so perfect. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. I cannot laugh. Like, no, it, because it's perfection. funny. Yeah, it's funny. Lights it funny. short. You got to laugh and make fun of our yeah. yeah. And but. my other one is, you know, we're old heads in this game. 
We love a couple of things. I know. Well, uh, especially with Paul Mooney, he would end his sets with street jokes, but he would Mooney eyes. Uh, and they were a ho- and he would destroy the place because he put the Mooney twist to it. So mm-hmm. do you have a go-to street joke? I do, and I act, but before I get there, I actually heard like two recently that I never heard that I thought were great. Because usually people come up to me and like, hey, I got a joke for you, and it's just garbage. You've heard them all before. Then I'm yeah. like, speech jokes are hard to get laughs. They're not usually funny. Um, but the one I heard was um, it was why the chicken, no, why the pervert cross the road is. He had his dick stuck in the chicken. About three. Yeah. See, it was like no, no dumb. It's funny. It's so dumb. Yeah. And then um, I heard I this one I hadn't heard in years. I have heard it before, but it popped back up. I was like, oh, I remember that one. It was uh, what's what's worse than ants in your pants? What? Uncles. Good night. Um, <laughs> but my personal favorite. Yep. And I think if I know you, which I don't, but I do, I think you're going to like this one, unless you've heard before. What did one tampon say to the other? Oh, I know this one. But tell them to do it. What? What did the one tampon say to the other? Nothing. They were both stuck up cunts. Good night. (laughs) Da 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 da. And uh, I love that. (laughs) I've only known you a few minutes, but I love you. I'm Jewish. I don't even know it. But your Irish Catholic. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, kiss it to God. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and about your shows. So AC Jokes, you can just go there, acjokes.com. I had an exciting guy we just booked this week, Tommy Davidson, man. Oh, I yeah. love Tommy. Yeah, he's coming through in February 4th. So man, never awesome. with him before. I'm excited right. about Tommy coming through. Um, and then I also on Thursdays, this is amazing. I do a open mic at a go-go bar called Black Betty's in South Amboy, New Jersey. And it's fun. Like we got pros out, Barry Ribs come through, uh Don Jameson, Jim Florentine, Thursday nights, it's a free show at nine o'clock, Black Betty's in South Amboy. You gotta check that out too. Love it. I love strip yeah. clubs. I love to oh, joke. I used to do jokes in the nineties in strip clubs. That's a lot of it. Rickle yeah. started in the strip club. Lenny Bruce started in the strip clubs. Yeah, we're... they're fun. But um... there's actually a cool downstairs room that's like completely isolated, and it's just it's just a great fun spot to work shit out. I love it. All right, you guys. Yeah. This has been another exciting episode of old this was school, fun. school comedy. I'm glad I did this. I'm glad you did too. I'm Christy Miller. You can follow the show at Old School New School Comedy, spelled with a K. And you can follow me on there as well at Christy Miller Comedy. And uh, we will see you motherfuckers next week. Bye.